0: Hello and welcome to Living in the Shade of an 80s Arcade, and today we're going to talk about the year 1984. Hello, I'm your host, Joel McLaughlin here. We're here to talk about the year in video games that was 1984. Uh, 1984, uh, I, I have a lot of memories of this year, um, first off, I believe that was real close to, um, we, I had just a lot of things that happened in that year, 1984, my, my dad uh, bought this celebrity station wagon, and then we moved down from Berwick, Pennsylvania, down to Essington, Pennsylvania, for his job. So it was just a lot of different memories. And I also, I think, it was also the year I got our first computer, uh, 1984. So let's talk about the year in video games is 1984. So we'll go ahead and we'll leave, lead off with the United States list of video games for the basically the top grossing titles uh let's see i don't see a see i'm because i'm going off of wikipedia as my source here um so that's kind of just where i'm going because you know there's no one place where i can go to get this information uh so uh, right now the biggest one they list here in january in or is japan not january um so um we will look at, uh, first, the uh, highest grossing titles uh, in the United States, uh, as listed on Wikipedia. And then we'll go into the month-to-month, what was the top game for the year on replay, Play Meter for arcade locations, and Play Meter for street locations. Uh, kind of a real important thing to, to note is that um, video games were kind of stuck everywhere. They're kind of like vending machines, Um in that they would be stuck in like pizza parlors and stuff like that. It weren't always in one central location like the arcade. So uh United States for the for the year it's gonna be real simple. Uh, number two game was pole position and the number two number one game was pole position two. So um that was for, for the all of the year. Uh, let's go into the month to month uh, starting with January for the replay list. Mach three uh, Mach 3 was a uh, jet game, uh, laser disc game. Pretty cool little video game. Uh, uh, didn't get to play it as much as I wanted to, but it's a great great game. Uh, in February, the top game in the uprights was uh, track and field. All right. So um, for the cocktail format, it was Pac-Man and Miss Pac-Man for January, February. Nothing listed the rest of the year and saw it. Software, and I don't get how they have this divided up. It's in the replay list. It says upright cocktail and software. The software is indicated as Pole Position 2. So it makes me wonder. I have to look into, let me see, Pole Position 2, which is a game for the year. And I'm trying to see, is this... Okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for that. And I'm not actually seeing... Hmm. Well, look here we go. Uh, Okay. Nope, I was trying to see if it was actually looked like a If it was a conversion, like a software kit listed for the original pole position upright. Um. But oh well. Uh, I really can't find anything on that. But that was the top game for January through May in software. March in the uprights. It's pole position. Pole position. Great game. We've talked about. I need to actually do a show on the Pole Position series Uh, because Pole Position is interesting in that they had it it was a game as well as a cartoon. And the cartoon uh, really had not much to do with the game, but uh, still had licensing rights anyway. So, uh, April in the uprights was Spy Hunter. May and June, uh, Track and Field makes the comeback. July, Punch Out is the upright. August is unknown for some reason. Uh, And then September, October, November uh, is Spy Hunter. And December is Punch Out again. Uh, Software, uh, July is VS Tennis. And September through November is VS Baseball. That's on the replay list. Uh, Play Meter, the January top game was Dragon's Lair. The March top game was Dragon's Lair. Uh... Dedicated was Punch-Out uh, for July and August. VS Tennis uh, on the conversion uh, was August. Firefox and Star Rider uh, were on the um, July and August for Laserdisc video games. I don't remember Star Rider. Firefox I do. Firefox I loved. And I wish I could play that game again today. October and November Punch-Out in the dedicated vs baseball in the conversion and the laser disc was cobra command and vs baseball for december on the play meter for arcade locations Uh, don't have a lot of information on play meter street locations uh, but spy hunter and punch out uh, spy hunter is july punch out is august uh, punch out is october and november all in the dedicated VS Baseball in the dedicated and conversions. Pole Position 2. It must have been a conversion uh, software because it's listed in conversions uh, here. So it must have been a conversion kit for the original arcade system. Big evidence why I need to go and do a whole show on Pole Position. Uh, VS Baseball and Superbike uh, October-November. And then uh, Astron Belt in LaserDisc Mach 3 uh and that's july and august there and october november mach 3 and star Rider in the laser disc in 1984 the top was pole position uh we don't have any best-selling uh home video games for the united states listed uh on the wikipedia page so we'll go ahead and take a break before i go and do that um and uh put an ad from my sponsor in here uh i do want to put a shout out to living in the 80s Uh, rob Fott has done a great job running that show uh it's a great show if you love the 80s like i do you'll love that show and then chewing the fat um with a big j peitzmeyer uh he's uh doing a great job with that show it's the two shows i listen to every single week so uh let's take a moment to thank our sponsors. And welcome back. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, 1984. Um, Unfortunately, this is just one of those years that it seems like uh, the Wikipedia page is not as complete as it usually is, but we'll press on here. Let's talk about major awards. The fifth arcade awards are held for games released during 1982 through 1983, Pole Position wins the coin-op game of the year, Ms. Pac-Man wins the console video game of the year, Load Runner wins the computer game of the year, and Cubert wins dedicated standalone game of the year. In second, in the second Golden Joystick Awards held in 1985 for best home computer games, Night Lore takes game of the year. Business news for 1984. New companies that were started in 1984 Accolade, Elite Systems, Gremlin Graphics, Chemco, New World Computing, NovaGen, Ocean, Psygnosis, and Sculpture Software. Uh, these are really uh, a lot of these games. Some of these uh, game companies are either still here in some form or another. Uh, defunct Companies, Astrocade, Human Engineered Software, Imagine, Sirius, and Starpath. These are video games here. Uh Hasbro Incorporated acquires the Milton Bradley Company. Milton Bradley uh, Company is important to video games because of the Vectrex system. Uh, Very good, very cool system from the day. Management Sciences America acquires Eduware Services. Broderbund acquires 8-bit gaming company Synapse Software. Atari shuts down the Atari Program Exchange, which sold notable user-written games such as Eastern Front uh, 1984, or excuse me, Eastern Front 1941 and Dandy. Uh, I'd never really, uh, I was an Atari user, didn't really become an Atari user until then. I didn't even know about the Atari program exchange until well after uh, um, it was gone. So Warner Communications Inc. sells Atari arcade video game, home video game, and home computer intellectual properties, including the Atari logo and trademark inventories of Atari home video game, Home computer hardware and software as well as certain Atari international subsidiaries to Tremel Technology. Warner Communications effectively closes its domestic home video game and computer divisions but retains the arcade games division and renames Atari Inc. to Atari Games with permission from Tremel Technology. Tremel Technology was renamed to Atari Corporation. Okay. Uh, Tremel Technology. Now this is a... Is a really important step in Atari's history in that uh, Jack Tramiel, who who used to run Commodore bought Atari's home computers and video game systems uh, and uh, it was right around that time the XL the XL systems were already out in 1984 uh, XE systems came into play and it just it kind of went downhill a little bit right there. Uh, for Atari, uh, they really didn't come too far out of the 80's uh, with their last game system itself, up until the newly revived stuff uh, the last system was the Jaguar uh, which, you know, that's not an 80's system we're not going to talk about that so look more, look for more, I probably should do a little bit more on the Atari home computer systems uh, in the a future episode, because uh, were, I mean, one of the great systems in, in the, um, 80s was for playing video games other than console systems and arcade systems were computers. Uh, that's kind of how computers came to be in most of our lives is, you know, a lot of, a lot of our life, um, like home life, uh, was focused around learning how to use a computer because we knew, at least my parents knew that, hey, um, uh, that was the future because everyone's using them now i mean you all carry one in your in your pocket right now so it's pretty cool stuff uh sega and csk merged to become sega enterprises limited mattel sells video game assets assets including m network and in television hardware and software intellectual property to a group led by former mattel electronics executive that becomes NTV corporation mattel electronics closes their games development offices in california and taiwan the games development office in france is sold to investors renamed nice ideas and televisions, also another system i really need to do a show on so notable releases from 1984 april namco released ga plus which is the sequel to galaga july data east releases technos japan's karate champ later laying the foundations for the one-on-one fighting game genre uh it's a important game genre that's still around today uh uh, karate champ started it um then uh games like uh, street fighter street fighter 2 so on and so forth some of those games are games from the 90s so we won't talk too much about that on this show but uh, uh that's an important uh note in history July 20th, Namco released action role playing game Tower of Draga. October, Namco releases Pac-Land and lays the foundations for horizontally scrolling platform games. November 1st, Namco releases Grabda, a spin-off from Xevious. In December 1984, Namco releases. Super Zevious and Dragon Buster, the latter of which is one of the first games to feature a life bar. Interesting. December, Capcom releases 1942. 1942 was a, uh, a top-down uh, game where you were uh, essentially piloting a fighter plane from 1942 during World War II. Pretty cool system, pretty cool game. In December, Irem releases Kung Fu Master and lays the foundations for a beat-em-up genre. In Atari Games releases Marble Madness. Gosh, one of my favorite video games of the 80s. Their first game was written, in, It was their first game written in C program language and used a 68,000-family microprocessor from Motorola. Pretty cool stuff. Bally Midway releases Demolition Derby, which features a damage bar and the ability to join a game in progress. Demolition Derby was kind of a game... Um, it was probably one of the first games that had these steering wheels... And a, like a top-down, like a, it was a, all around the system, and you all could basically uh, grab a wheel and go into a derby as it was going on. It was pretty cool stuff. Um, And uh, there were some more games that had that kind of same format. So, for computer notable releases, June 6, 1984, Alexei Patinov creates Tetris for the Electronica sixty. In the Soviet Union, Electronica 60 was a computer system in the Soviet Union, and the very first system to ever have Tetris. In September of September 20th, 1984, Elite, an influential wireframe space trading game offering a then-unique open-ended design, was published by it was also published by Acorn Acornsoft, so it's mostly in the UK. I do remember playing it here in the United States, though. October 1984, Nihon Falcom releases action role-playing game Dragon Slayer. December 1984, TNE Soft releases Hide Lied, an early action role-playing game that features a health regeneration mechanic and anticipates elements of the Legend of Zelda and Wise series. December 7th, 1984, Night Lore by Ultimate Play the Game is released for the ZX Spectrum and later ported to the BBC Micro, Amshad CPC, MSX, and the Famicom Disk System. It is the third title of the Saberman series, but the first to use isometric filmation engine. Um, It mentioned the Famicom Disk System. That was a system that was for the Nintendo uh entertainment system or the famicom in the in japan and it was only available in japan it was a pretty neat idea uh one that uh, i probably should talk about a little bit more so bulletproof software releases black onyx which helped popularize the turn-based role-playing games in japan Broderbund releases ancient art of war by dave and barry murray the real time it's a real-time tactics game and a precursor to real-time strategy genre Broaderbund also releases Keratika on the Apple II computer system. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool game. I think it's had many ports uh, since then. Lords of Midnight, a strategy adventure game by Mike Singleton, is released. Infocom releases the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Sorcerer, Cutthroats, and Sea Stalker. These were mostly text-based adventure games. Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, was uh, after the book by the same name by uh um shoot what's his name i can't remember but i do know the answer is 42 so anyway um <laughs> first star releases Border dash uh which inspired enough clones to create rocks a rocks or er, create the rocks and diamonds genre easy for me to say <laughs> epics releases impossible mission for the commodore 64 Electronic Arts releases the Adventure Construction set. Sierra Online releases King's Quest 1 for the PC Junior. Synapse releases Atari 8-bit game Dimension X over nine months after running magazine ads showing features that weren't present in the final game. That kind of stinks, but anyway. Uh, console releases June 4th Nintendo of 1984. Nintendo releases a conversion of their own Donkey Kong 3 for the Famicom slash NES. December 17th, Nintendo releases Ice Climber and Bloom Fight for the Famicom slash NES. Activision releases Pitfall 2 Lost Caverns, one of the last major titles for the Atari 2600. Each car- cartridge contains a custom chip Allowing improved visuals and four voice sound, which actually this was something that was kind of common back in the day, uh, since these were all cartridge-based systems. A lot of these early systems were cartridge-based. They would include uh, extra chips in the in the in the um, cartridge, so that it helped uh, the system itself uh, sound better and have better graphics and stuff like that. And Nintendo started doing it a lot with the SNES, uh, so a lot of game systems had that with the Super FX chip in the in the uh, Super NES. So, hardware releases: Apple Incorporated announced the original 128K floppy disk only Macintosh. The Macintosh came out in 1984. Very famous commercial. Um, I'd played the audio from it um, in the show, but um, it really. Doesn't do the actual commercial justice, so you should check that one out. March 1984, IBM releases the IBM PC Junior in an attempt to enter the home computer market. It has improved play sound or improved sound or graphics over the original business oriented IBM PC, but is a commercial failure. It, probably the worst thing about the PC Junior, and I did play with one when I was in college, um, the PC Junior had a infrared keyboard uh, as a default. You can buy. Um, a cable or a whole new keyboard to plug into the pc jr so it wasn't infrared but it was pretty awful atari incorporated announced this atari 7800 and next-gen console that is compatible with the atari 2600 but capability capable of greatly improved visuals it shelved until 1986 during the sale of the company in legal issues so it really didn't come out till 86 so we'll talk about that when we go through that year discontinued systems from 1984 the atari 5200 which was a in all intents and purposes was the same thing as the eight bit computers with an awful controller <laughs> magnavox odyssey 2 was also discontinued in 1984 as was the vetrex so 1984 probably wasn't the most exciting year you know they're just trying to kind of feel uh, their way out of the uh, the crash from 1983 so you know i don't expect i didn't expect 1984 to uh, be very exciting um oh i will say the you the financial performance of the home video of the um, home video game sales fell to 800 million uh to when when you adjust that so it's 2 billion in adjusted inflation so it's just you know they were falling off uh in 1984 and not quite recovered Uh, we'll see if 1985 is any different. So, all right, guys, that's all for today. Mostly me talking, uh, not a lot of video computer game things. Maybe we'll go ahead and put some more in that, but I just wanted to get this recorded and scheduled. Um, Some updates about uh, the Grove City uh, 80s Arcade Studio. Um, The... Home builder, we've been talking with the home builder quite a bit as of late. Uh, right now, it's looking like our close might be end of June uh, or July. Uh, hopefully, end of June. Uh, right now, they are going to drywall this week. So, hopefully, uh, we'll be further along here in a few weeks. Uh, but um, Memorial Day weekend, I'm taking some time off right around that. Uh, we are uh, packing up this apartment, and uh, we are putting all of our stuff into storage and we're going to an extended stay till the home home uh is finished building so that's that so <laughs> kind of disappointing i was hoping to be in this sh- into the uh house by now but it'll be worth it in the end so all right guys we'll see you next week to talk about 1985 take care god bless